Amen. Has God been good to you? God's been good to our nation. He's been merciful to our nation, that's for sure. Take your Bibles, turn to Psalm 145. Psalm 145. I would consider myself a young man. The teenagers consider me old, but I consider myself a young man. Josh is like, amen, Mr. C's old. And, but, uh, I've only been on this earth for 32 years, and within my time of existence here, the Canada that I grew up in is not the same Canada that is today, and you could probably say the same thing as well. The Canada that I grew up in is not the same Canada that we're residing in today, in this present time. Canada was founded upon biblical principles, upon the word of God, And I believe that's what made her such a prosperous nation, a a, a nation desired to reside in throughout really the globe. Many people desire to be here. And as we were just singing, the anthem still rings out, God keep our land glorious and free. But it seems uh, the multitudes today have kind of disregarded God's word, uh, not taking heed to the principles Uh, And we find ourselves heading down a slippery slope, don't we? Uh, A a downward spiral. Uh, Paul exhorts us here, and he says, preach the word. This is in 2 Timothy 2, or sorry, uh, 4 verse 2. Preach the word, be instant in season, out of season, reprove, rebuke, exhort with all longsuffering. For the time will come where they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lust shall heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. And they shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned into fables. But watch thou in all things. Endure inflictions. Do the work of an evangelist. Make full proof of thy ministry. Despite what's taking place in our nation, the, the question is this. Is there any sort of remedy Is there any sort of cure for what's taking place? Well, in a nutshell, that would be found in one name, the name of Jesus Christ. But how do we get there as a church? As a body of believers, as Christians, how do we get there? How do we present the cure for our nation? I believe it's found in Psalms 145. Verse one says, I will extol thee, my God, O king. I will bless thy name forever and ever. Every day will I bless thee, I will praise thy name forever and ever. Great is the Lord, and greatly to be praised, his greatness is unsearchable. Verse 4, one generation shall praise thy works to another, and shall declare thy mighty acts. I will speak of the glorious honor of thy majesty and thy wondrous works And men shall speak of thy might, of thy terrible acts, and I will declare thy greatness. They shall abundantly utter the memory of thy great goodness and shall sing of thy righteousness. The Lord is gracious, full of compassion, slow to anger, and of great mercy. The Lord is good to all and his tender mercy over all his works. All thy works shall praise thee, O Lord, 
and thy saints shall bless thee. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for this time. I thank you, Lord, that we live, you've allowed us to live in Canada. You've allowed us, Lord, to, to be able to meet without persecution. You've allowed us privileges that many places in the world do not have, but yet the greatest need is the spiritual need. So help us, Lord, to look into your word. I pray that the Spirit would guide my words, that our hearts would be open, and that uh, we would walk out a little different than we walked in, Lord. Help us. Help our nation turn back to you. We pray in Christ's name. Amen. So we're going to look at three cures for Canada. And I know I don't have much time this morning, but the first cure is this. Reach the next generation. If we want to cure, if, we, if, we, if there's any hope for our nation, Canada, and 20 years, 30, 40 years from now, we must reach the next generation. Verse 4 says this, one generation shall praise thy works to another. One generation shall praise thy works to another. It is important that we never lose focus on the next generation. We're having a VBS just in a couple of weeks. What are we doing? We're targeting the next generation. Master Club starting up in September. We're targeting the next generation. I I'd encourage you, if you don't have a part in, in evangelizing the next generation, make that a priority in your list. Reaching the next generation. When I think about uh, the, the next generation, the first thing that comes to my mind is, is children. Children. And that's why there's, there's a verse in, in Deuteronomy 6, verse 6, it says this. These words which I command thee this day shall be in thine heart, and thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children, and shalt talk of them when thou sittest in, the, in thy house, and when thou walkest by the way, and when thou liest down, and when thou risest up. All avenues of your life, you're to, you're to tell the next generation about the things of God, whether it's sitting on the couch with the family, Talk about the goodness of God. Uh, whether it's uh, just uh, walking by the way, you know, walking to the mailbox, walking to go get groceries, whatever it is. Have, have somebody there, your children, and tell them about God before you get up, before you go to bed. Such a, a, a heavy requirement if, if it's not in your heart. And that's what it's saying here. Uh, all the words which I command thee this day shall be in thine heart. We will not reach the next generation if the Lord Jesus Christ is not in our heart. It's just not going to happen. So the, the first, we've got to point the finger to ourselves first, is the Lord Jesus, is his work, is his ministry, is his, his love and passion, is it in my heart? If it is, it'll be a natural outpouring that we will reach the next generation. The adversary seems to understand that they must reach the next generation, don't they? Whether it be the, the Taliban in Iraq targeting children to enlist in the armies. Whether it be the rebel groups in Africa, again, taking children, recruiting them into their groups to, to serve as children. Or whether it be here in Canada with the movements taking place, the trans movement and the woke movement of today. What do, what do they all have in common? They seek to reach the next generation, the children. We have to be mindful of this, that we must reach the next generation or else the enemy will. Two things to pass on to the next generation. Verse four, one generation shall praise thy works to another. 
We have a God that is worthy of our praise. We, we have a God uh, that, that we need to promote to others uh, and we need to let other people hear us praise the Lord. And I'm talking about saved or unsaved. They, they need to hear your praise for God. Don't, don't be afraid or shameful to go into the workplace and praise the Lord. Ah, hey, how are you feeling today? Born again. Born again. I'm feeling saved today. What a great conversation to present the gospel. How, how are you feeling today? Redeemed. You know, yeah, they'll look at you and they'll say, whoa, what? Tell, tell me a little bit more about that. But don't, don't be ashamed to, to praise God. You know, before I was saved, the gospel message was most convicting. But the second thing that was most convicting is when a preacher would get up and start bragging about God. Start talking about how good the Lord Jesus has been and start talking praises and these stories of praise and how good God has been. And it made me think, even as an unsaved teenager, wow, it must be real, must be real. And the next generation needs to hear you praise God. It's okay to brag on the Lord. I mean, it's, it's okay to say, my God, there's nobody like my God. I mean, I serve a king of kings and Lord, I mean, David did it all the time. Who is like our God? He is the king of glory, high and lifted up. Praise him for salvation. Praise him that you're saved. Praise him for, as we heard in the, in the song here, for food. Uh, food and clothes and for family and for the church and for the pastor. Praise the Lord for that. Just give God praise. Praise him for his word, that we have the word of God written in our language that we can go to and God could speak to us through it and we get a full meal, full protein, nutritious value spiritually. Praise God that we have the word of God. Praise him for his works, all that he's done in your life. Start thinking about all the goodness that God has done in your life. Worship him for who he is. So those are two things that the next generation needs to see. Praise and worship. Verse four. One generation shall praise thy works to another and shall declare thy mighty acts. I will speak of the glorious honor of thy majesty and of thy wondrous works. We praise him for what he does. We worship for him for who he is. And David here is starting to describe who God is majestic, wonderful acts. And he's, this should cause us to say, whoa, <laughs> I'm going to worship. I praise him, thank him. But, but when I start thinking about who God is, I say, whoa, God is so good. Well, I need to take some time and dwell on the attributes of God, his holiness. The next generation is not looking for something fancy. They're not looking for something pretty. They're looking for something real. They're looking for something real. My generation, I'm a millennial. We live in a phony world. We, we live in, a, in an online world. We live in a place where everything seems good on the Facebook page. Everything seems good on the social media. But that's not what their life really is. We live in a phony world of, of fake philosophies. We live in a, a, a place of fake happiness, fake worldviews, fake love. And you know what the next generation needs? Something real. Not something fancy. Something real. Real praise. We, real worship. 
Here's the question. Is what you have to offer the next generation worthy of being called real? Worthy of being called authentic? That's the first cure, in my opinion, for reaching the next generation. A cure for Canada is, is, is simply, simply reaching the next generation with the gospel of Jesus Christ and those that are saved. Number two, stand in the gap. Reach the next generation, but stand in the gap. Uh, verse five, I will speak of thy glorious honor. You know, as David said that, he said, I'm gonna do that. He said, I'm going to stand in the gap. He took it personal. It wasn't, oh, the, one day the priest will take care of that. The priest is gonna take care of, of promoting the gospel or the pastor or whoever it is, the missionary, whatever. No, no, he said, I'm gonna do it. He said, I will speak. We need, you know what, Canada has a lot of gaps, spiritual voids that the church needs to say, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go do that. And take it personal, not, not somebody else. David said, I'm going to do it. Proverbs 15, 23 says, A man hath joy by the answer of his mouth, and a word spoken in due season. How good is it? It's important to notice. It's personal, but not only, not only that, it's important to know. Now notice David. Look at verse 1. How many times he refers to himself as filling this gap. I will extol thee. Let's exalt thee. Verse 2, I will bless thee. Verse 2, again, I will praise thee. Look at verse 5. I will speak of thy glorious honor. Verse 6, I will declare thy greatness. Why? And because it's, it's important. What we have to say about the Lord Jesus Christ to those around us, it's important. You know what it does? It impacts a nation. Believe that? When we, when we speak the word of God, when we praise him and worship him, and when we stand in the gap, you know what that does? That has an impact on this nation. I've seen it here in Norfolk County. You know what? You've, you've, you've grown up here, I understand. Some of you haven't, some of you have. But do you realize that, that, that the rest of the, the province is not like Norfolk County? I mean, this has been a, you may not think this, but this, is, this place has been evangelized. I mean, we could use more evangelism always, but, but I mean, compared to Brantford, Hamilton, and these different places, Norfolk County is, is, is like a little slice of heaven. You may not think that. Not downtown anyway, you may not think that. But you know what? Go into the inner cities. Why? Because somebody, you know what they did? Said, I'm going to stand in the gap. I'm going to get on a bus. I'm going, to, I'm going to stand in the gap. I'm going to tell somebody about Jesus. I'm going to go soul winning. I'm going to come out to visitation. I'm going to, I'm going to stand in the gap. You know what it does? It impacts a county. It impacts a city. And it can impact the nation for Jesus. It's a cure for our nation. It's personal. It's important. But also, uh, it, it was passed on. Da David starts off by saying, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. Verse 6 says this. And man... And men shall speak of thy might, of thy terrible acts, and I will declare thy, thy greatness. Now, it turns from personal, me, 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 I'm going to do this. Now, men are going to do it. I think perhaps, maybe, that somebody heard the praise that David had. Somebody heard the worship, the real worship that he had, and they said, 
I want to do that too. You know, worship and praise is contagious. And that's a good thing. It's a good thing. The praise of God's saints is contagious. So be a spreader, <laughs> be a transmitter of God's praise. Imagine if somebody said that, I mean, that person's praising God. And you know what? It's caused me to look to the Lord, and I want to do the same thing too. It's passed on. Verse 7 says this, They shall abundantly utter the memory of thy great goodness and shall sing thy righteousness. And that word there, it says abundantly utter. You know what it means? It means to gush. It means to gush. You know, you know what that word reminds me of? Gush? Fruit gushers. Does anybody know what fruit gushers? Kids, do you know what fruit gushers are? No, if you're, you're a little bit older, you might not know what fruit gushers are. But basically what they are, it's a candy. I believe the commercial, there was a commercial back in, in the day where you'd eat a fruit gusher, a cherry fruit gusher, and the head would turn into a cherry. I don't know if you've ever seen that commercial or not. But uh, it's basically a soft candy with this liquidy, sugary goodness inside. And when you bite into it, it explodes in your mouth. And that's what came to my mind when to abundantly utter means to gush. It means to gush. When you bite into that candy, it explodes, it just comes out, right? If you get the, the love of God, Christ Jesus our Lord in your heart, you know what? You're going to abundantly utter the goodness of God. It's just going to come out uh, as a natural outpouring of what God is doing in the heart. Which leads into our third point. The third cure is this. Fall in love with the Lord. Fall, fall in love with him. Spend some time with him. Separate yourself so that you and the Lord can have some personal time together and increase your relationship. Get, a, get close to Jesus. And that's really what they're saying here, what David is, is describing as God. He's, he must be in love with them. In verse eight, it says, the Lord is gracious and full of compassion, slow to anger and of great mercy. The Lord is good to all and has tender mercy over all his works. All thy works shall praise thee, O Lord, and thy saints shall bless thee. Realizing this, we serve a mighty God. We serve a mighty God. Reminds me of Psalm 91, verse 1. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall, uh, the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Falling in love with the Lord. How do we get there? Dwell in. Dwell under and dwell on the Almighty. Falling in love with the Lord turns the burdens into blessings. It turns the burden of, of reaching the next generation into being able to be a blessing, to, to, to count it a blessing to do so. It makes the tasks of standing in the gap more of a desire. So simply, just, just three simple things of reaching the next generation. A cure for Canada is reaching the next generation. Standing in the gap, saying, I will speak, I will proclaim. And the best motive for that is a love for Christ. And as a, as a result of a love for Christ, these things will be a natural outpouring that will aid into a cure for our generation. Paul put it this way, for the love of Christ constraineth me. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for this time. I do, again, just want to pray for our nation, Canada. Oh, Lord, how the people 
are spiritually bankrupt in need of you. Our generations, Lord, that are here and around us are really searching. They're empty, Lord, and they're searching for you. And we know that the only cure for our nation is Jesus Christ. So we pray, Lord, that our church believers would do their part in aiding to that cure. Thank you in Christ's name. Amen.